hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chriswell Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music for multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to kristenwill.com for more info. So, tune, tune in. in. 24-7 worldwide. Feel the hits. Go live. this what about our life is it that bad no what about our life with chris and will oh the show that gets you talking yeah and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons (laughs) what do you call a cow with no legs what ground beef (laughs) welcome 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 hi to another great episode of What About Our Life with Kristen Will. I have no idea. I, I just don't. How are you guys? Happy spring. Ooh. Gosh, the last time we spoke to you guys, it was winter time. Yeah. We were cold. Now it's hot. Can you believe it got into the 90s today? Yeah. 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 That's yeah, <laughs> great. It, we're so happy to have you back with us again. Again, our schedules are conflicting, so we don't have a lot of time in the studio to record. (laughs) And so they're having to make time now. And I don't see how, because we have so many dates coming up that we just don't have time. So, yes, we're going to be making time. And season four is coming up very quickly. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, very, very, very quickly. Well, today we're going to be talking all about the voice. No, not our individual voices. (laughs) The music competition show called The Voice. Uh Yes. Uh It is a worldwide success. Yes. Of course. Um, But before we go into that, if you haven't gone to our website at chrisandwill.com, go see it. Under our charming productions, A Moment of Their Life, right now you can see the very first episode of that series. Now, that series is a continuation of the film that's coming out later this year. That was supposed to come out last year because of COVID. And uh, so you get a preview of that. Plus, we also announced that we are starting up our own streaming network called Cali New York Live. Yes! Yes, yes, we're very excited about that. And that's releasing this summer. That is going to be a part of it. And so many different projects about the network. Mm-hmm. We're going to be showcasing so much more about that. And we're also going to be displaying our great friend Blythe Beck's new show, Family Feast with Blythe Beck. We're going to show a preview of her first episode coming soon. So you'll get all those details on kristenwill.com. Uh-huh. Also on kristenwill.com, if you're in Michigan, we're going to be in Michigan later this month. 
doing um, a screening of our film. We are doing two tours coming up. The first tour is the Me Too tour, which is celebrating mental awareness, modern and quality. And we are going, we are going to different cities across the country and having a guest speaker speak about mental awareness, provide mental assistance and help to those who need it. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get to see our movie, yes. The Real Prince Charming, which is a documentary about our life, which has gotten rave reviews, by the way, um, that releases in the movie theaters come uh, August. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. <laughs> August. And yes, for our Canadian fans out there, yes, we do have some dates coming in for the official release for it to be in Canada in August and September as well. So you'll want to check out those tour dates. We're also doing another tour. This show, What About Our Life, is going on tour. Yay! Yay! We are going to several different cities and events, and we'll be meeting you guys where you'll get the chance to have a meet and greet with us and our great friend, the celebrity chef, Blythe Beck, and Mm -hmm. maybe some of our other friends. You never know who have been on our show. And you get to get all the great information about our network and all the things coming up. A lot of stuff. Yeah, you get to meet and greet with us. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And we're also doing media events where we're going to be making appearances at several different places and events to where you get to interact with us on our show. Yes. How about that? Mm -hmm. Yes. So all of that's going to be announced on our website at chrisandwill.com within the month, all this Mm -hmm. month. But right now, you can get your tickets for Michigan if you're in the Michigan area. I think there are 15 tickets left. Mm -hmm. 15 tickets left to go to the event. It's a free event. Yes. And... um, a, we already have, we're announcing the guest speaker for that evening this week. So you'll want to check that out. Definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, for the film. So, yeah. yeah. So you might get some chances to get tickets to the private event mm-hmm. over in the Hamptons. Yeah. So, so yeah, Willie got so excited and started shaking everything. It's like, yes. Well, it, you know, I get so excited and then it's like, I have to kind of contain it because it's, it's very, it's very exciting, you know. It is exciting. So, yeah. What's well, worth getting excited about? <laughs> it is, it is, but we don't want to crash the system at the same time. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway, we also have a new song coming out. Our very first single from our new album that will hit iTunes uh, later this month. It is called Glow. Yes. Uh, we have that one. We have another song that will be released on iTunes later this month as well. Uh-huh. You'll definitely want to check that out. And again, season four is coming up. So we have a lot of great interviews and a lot of great content for season four that we weren't able to showcase in season three and newer content uh-huh. for season four. I mean, it, it has just been busy. What I love, what I really, really enjoy about this is not only do we get to share it with you the listeners but i mean as every step along the way you're taking that journey alongside with us you know i mean you're basically you know it's not just you know we're sharing with you and we're sharing and that's it you know it's 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 a it's an incremental feeling it is it is and you know and that's just bits and pieces of what we got going on for the year we have a lot going on for the year and we're so grateful for that. And we're so happy for that. Um, you know, so we're glad you guys are able to be a part of that. But let's go on into our topics. How about that? Good idea. Yeah. How about that? Oh, you know, this is another interesting topic that's kind of a little off subject. 
But um, ideas have been floating around that they want to turn this show into a talk show. Yes. Yes. So we might be doing this on television. We just well, yes. Yes. <laughs> we're still working on that, but hey, we're happy about that. But anyway, let's talk about the best in music because this entire episode is going to be based around music. And, you know, music is a big part of our life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me as a writer, I use music to help write a lot of my materials. It's funny because the other day I was called a philosopher. That's a first. I've yes. never been called a philosopher. But, um, but yeah, I, I music is a great inspiration into writing and doing uh, different things. So, you know, the most recognizable artists, what would you say? Of course, Michael Jackson. Oh, and yeah. we were talking about this the other day uh -huh. because um, Michael Jackson, I love Michael Jackson. I think Michael Jackson is a great talent and uh, a phenomenal artist. And I actually had a brief interaction with Michael Jackson. That's right. Uh, yeah. I used to work at Universal in Orlando a long time ago, back in 2003. I've worked with him sooner. But um, back in 2003, gosh, I am sweating like a pig in here. I don't know why. I don't know Isn't either. that crazy? Anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, and I was actually backstage. Now, there's a part in the front of the front of the park there used to be a bank there there actually used to be a real bank you can go do banking and stuff like that well when michael would come to the parks and he'd buy his merchandise michael would actually have all of his merchandise sent to the vault oh that's and right yeah he would they would leave it in the vault until it was time for him to leave and they'd bring his car around behind the bank yeah. and they would load the car now he would spend a lot of money so he had a lot of stuff that he bought and they would load his car from from the bank, and and it was interesting because I actually happened to be right there when he walked out with his entourage or whatever, and he gave me a wave and said, "How are you?" And that was the best response I got was Michael Jackson getting in his car. Yeah, and it was it's sad because you know even then when Michael would go and ride one of the rides because I actually worked with one of the rides. We actually would have to uh, give him his own private screening of because it was a 3D ride at the time. It was Shrek 3D, which is no longer there. Oh. But we actually yeah. had to do a screening just for him and his family because people just wouldn't leave him alone. So he couldn't walk in the park. He wasn't allowed. He 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 was allowed to walk in the park, but uh, people wouldn't leave him alone because he was very well known. So he had to go experience the theme park backstage and. And that was so sad because he didn't get the full... The full experience. The full experience, but yeah. And Justin Bieber was the same way because I, I worked at a venue in um, Westwood. Westwood in California. And Justin would have the same problem. If he wanted to go see a movie, then Justin would have to call us early enough for us to know. And if he didn't want to have the screening completely to himself... Then he would have to come in later so we can put him in the back so nobody would spot him. Mm -hmm. And then we would have to let him know that the film was almost over so he can get out before the guest even recognized who he was. Yeah. And it's so sad. It's just really sad because they just don't leave them alone. And they're ordinary people, you guys. They are absolutely ordinary people. But, but yeah, that's my experience. And, of course... We've had great experiences with Taylor Ting. Yes. And you love you yourself, some Taylor. Yes. And Anastasia. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, gosh, what would you say the best music lyrics would be? 
music lyrics. Gosh, well, I mean, there's so many out there. I mean, as you know, I love ballads. Um, I think not only because of poetry, but it pulls out the real feeling, the emotion. Um, oh, gosh, you put me on the spot on this one because I can't choose well, just one. I mean, there's to me, it's like a it's like a it's like a collection you know and then you just they all well, come of, together there's a lot of great music and and you know music again a film and period is really great the music in august rush okay yes yes on that one if you yes. have not seen the movie august rush please you need do. to go see it yes it is a very emotional movie mm -hmm. and i think it 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 goes all around music and mm -hmm. i think that it's the music that makes that movie of the way course. it is oh yes uh, but yeah august and what i like rush, about it too is that it's not just music as like either uh what do i want to say not just one specific genre it's really pulling from classical to you know rock to even singing possibly you know and then it mixes it in with that uh you know cinematic orchestration oh, yeah. um it i mean it's 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 very um very i don't know if diverse is the word i'm looking for but it's it is it's just it's it's got a lot of culture in it. There you go. Yes, a lot of culture in it, and it's just it's just very good. It's just yes. really really good. It stars Robin Williams, uh -huh. the late Robin Williams, and Carrie Russell. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah, yes. Carrie Russell's in it, and it's just a great mm -hmm. movie. It really is just a great movie. And um, if you haven't seen, um, going in complete blank, um, something about say my name. So, oh, um. Uh, that's the one with Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Um, Are you talking about the music in it? Yeah, the music in that movie is fantastic. Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> why can't the titles of the songs oh, don't come gosh. up? Like, I can hear, like, the lyrics are going on, but it's just the name of the song. Oh, there's a lot of name of the songs. Yeah, uh, no. A lot of oh, songs oh, in there, but I'm talking gosh. about the name, the name of the movie. Yes, uh, call me by my name. Call me by your name. Yeah, by my name. Yes, that is that the movie. If you haven't seen that, it's very good. Um, I really think Timothy should have won an Oscar for that. He was nominated for an Oscar for that movie, and, and he didn't. And one thing I, I love about that film too is that it's not. It's you got to put all. I would would you say all your senses, but basically one complements. The other one so it you're, does it you're, has a good story and you know and it i don't know it's hard to explain it's one of those movies that's very visual yes um and you have to go in it with an open mind you do um yeah, because the mind. way it's filmed um complements the the choice of of orchestration it's about timing and it's about what you're listening to yeah absolutely absolutely and you know a lot of movies like that i mean gosh just there's so many movies growing up that had great music in it and of course i'm not talking about just musicals musicals yes but well, we're talking day, about like move like regular movies yes they had a soundtrack but i mean i guess me as a kid sometimes i would just like to listen to the kinda instrumentals like, it's kind of like the Will You Marry Me movie, the Marry Me movie yes. from Jennifer Lopez, the most recent one. And Owen one. Wilson, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That movie was so great. It, it, you know, it wasn't 
bam, spectacular. But, but it was, it was good. It wasn't bad. But the music was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love the soundtrack of that music. Some of the new music that Jennifer Lopez has has coming out, it's just it's just great. And you know, and you know, I think for us because we know a lot of musicians, and we we've had a few on our show, and there's a there's quite a few that we know that we haven't had on the show. Um, the one thing I know I can say about a musician compared to an actor that we we talk to or interact with is musicians are very passionate about their art. They love to work. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you guys, oh my gosh, <laughs> she yes. loves to work. Yes. she. If you don't know who she is, go look her up. Taylor Dane, she was a popular artist in the 80s and early 90s. Tell It To My Heart was her biggest hit. And um, in fact, one of her other biggest hits was called Love Will Lead You Back, yes. which is a phenomenal love song. That yes. was actually... That song was actually meant for Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it was actually meant for Whitney Houston. And, you know, if you go through the history of a lot of different artists, a lot of artists, including like Dolly Parton, Taylor Swift, uh, Richard Marks, they all write these phenomenal hits oh, yes. for other artists, for other artists. And if you, you sometimes you have to sit back and you have to listen to them. Um, to to notice it's like oh okay well that's interesting that's interesting but um but yeah taylor loves to work mm-hmm. she does her job very well uh and she's always on the road and even when we kind of cross paths sometimes we don't ever have time to uh spend time with her yeah. in a sense but uh but yeah they love musicians definitely love the art and the stage is the best thing i i would say when i've been on stage before doing musicals um the stage in front of an audience is just breathtaking, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Just breathtaking because they're paying, they're watching you mm-hmm. and you feel their energy. And then when, you know, one of the parts that I did had interaction with kids. And when yeah. you interact with those kids, then they just, they really, they, they're like, oh my gosh, they get so nervous. And they're like, oh, you're like, all you're doing is standing there. You're uh-huh. just standing there. You don't have to do anything. Oh, but I'm nervous. And don't be, don't be. You know, um, and and because I there was this one kid. I always he was so nervous and said, "Look, if you mess up, they're gonna go. Oh, <laughs> I mess up, they're gonna laugh. That's just the way it works. But uh, but yeah, being on the stage, it just gives you an energy. It gives you really a big energy. I get more nervous." In front of a camera than I do. But see, that's in front the thing, though. There, audience. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's times where there's an audience behind the camera, and then there's a time where it's only the well, camera. I think... But I think for myself, um, I don't know. It's it sounds really odd, but like you kind of get in tune with the camera, and then it translates to you do and you know i learned something uh, a couple of actors have have uh, taught me something about that because i'm not the only one a lot of uh, actors will sit there and go you know what i get nervous in front of the camera for before i get nervous in front of other things and i'm like well, well how do you get through it and they go get to know your camera people That's if you're friends point. with your camera people they're the ones that are staring at you and they're the ones that are looking at you so they're the ones that are going to go good job support you whatever they're going to they're going to make you feel better because they're the ones that are operating the camera and if you get a really good cameraman that knows every angle so they're going to sit there and tell the the director of photographer photography and the director and all that they're going to tell them all okay this is going to be where their you, best shot is you have a very valid point on that because i guess see when i just said that you know i've 
I, it just it was a flashback that, well, I've actually had to overcome a lot to be able to say what I just said because there, I won't say there was a time, but there was a point where I didn't remember as much about how to, how being in front of a camera felt. But now that it's, now I remember it again, it's like, you know, oh, it's natural, you know, but I appreciate you, Chris, explaining what that could feel like. Because then, you know, it, it kind of just grounds you. Well, it's also another thing about the difference between musicians and actors. Yeah. Is when musicians sing with one another or perform with one another, they're they're sharing their art. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. competing against each other. Whereas actors, other actors, they're, we're all competing against each other, which is sad because they're all trying to get the best and be the best and showcase the best whether you whether they've got one line no lines or 10 lines but it's also you have to make a you know effort yeah. to you know work alongside fellow actors and actresses too so you know everyone's in it well hopefully too and you know, you know. and the thing of it is is with music musicians though when the singer well the way it's supposed to be when the singer is on stage then it's the musicians they all kind of they're a big team yeah one together so when they have an idea the whole team has the idea or they all know how to put it together with acting in front of a camera um you have several different people to go through because you have to remember yes you have your director mm-hmm. absolutely but you also have your director of photography your director of photography is actually the one that calls the visual shots. They are the ones that basically showcase how you look and how your scene is. The director, oh, the director just directs the scene. The rest of the people go and deal with the scene. But, you know, another thing, um, when we worked on a set with um, Ashton Kutcher, and Ashton Kutcher, remember, in Misguided. That's right. He yes. was never in that show, but uh-huh. he produced it. Yeah. Ashton was there and behind the director the entire time. And if he didn't like something, then they had to go back and do it again. Yeah. And Adam Sandler is the same way. Adam Sandler uses the same directors in most of his films because they get along and they know how to work with each other. Mm-hmm. But Adam will go and look at the scene when it's taped before it gets approval and he will ask to change it before the director says anything and again going back into musicians the singer's gonna act like the main actor but the singer knows that they can't do it without the band right and those singers that take the time to introduce their band has respect for the people that give them that is like huge i mean because then it's a not only is it respectful, but it's gratitude. Well, it is because without those people, if they if they screw up, then you know it's all on them, and and you know it's just it's sad. Some actors don't do some musicians. I mean, don't do that. But um, you know, but yeah, it, it's really all about the art and the respect of the art, yes, so to speak, and the competition in the art. And you know, one of the things that we're talking about today is a com- competition show. I am not a fan of American Idol, you guys. I am not. I am not. I am not. I used to be. But that was like the... But even during the Kelly Clarkson days... Yes. I was not a fan of it. Why? Because that show focuses a lot on the criticism of those auditions Mm -hmm. than they do the talent. Now, I'm not saying every audition was great, and I'm not saying that everybody is talented. I'm not saying that. You're talented in your own way. Here, let me put it to you that way. But, or here, let me change it. I'm not saying that everybody can sing, period. 
but I don't think, you know, auditions are intimidating enough. And with a with a competition like American Idol where you're sitting outside in for hours waiting in line. And then that one moment where you then, have to basically get it. Yeah, and then you get it and then all they want to do is criticize you yeah. for for this and that. And it's funny because I watched a preview of one of them that recently and it was Aretha Franklin's granddaughter oh, had yeah. went and auditioned on American Idol. Yeah. She was phenomenal, uh, yeah. you guys. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Do you know that, that they still criticized her? I mean, Katie didn't, but uh, Lionel Richie criticized her. And I'm sitting there going, dude, she's Aretha Franklin's granddaughter. But you see, here's a catcher point. They knew she had talent and they knew she could win it. She just wasn't good for television. Because she wouldn't, she wouldn't give them enough ratings for them to stay on the air. So the problem with these music competitions, just like with any reality show, they're going to do it made for television. What's good for television? Which and I, that's sad. I, it is sad because, I mean, yeah, there are some to where either they're really nervous or maybe they're not ready. Yeah. Or, But, you know, but I think in that particular one, um, you know... And the, even, the, the difference between saying that she wasn't ready when compare alongside to her performance, I don't think that they met. Yeah. No. I, I mean, and, and just like with the voice, when the coaches go back there and pick these songs for them, I'm sitting there going, are you, are, are, are you shitting me? I mean, are you really shitting me that the fact that you chose that song for them to go and perform I mean, on that I stage? Understand. And then you're going to criticize them because, oh, well, it wasn't as great as I thought it was. Maybe you picked the bad song. Well, I think mean, about it like like this. Okay, so you have what are the coaches? So yeah, it falls on the coaches. I mean, it kind of uh, it kind of does, and I, and it, no, it's really it, especially with the voice here in the states. Some of the coaches that they the guest coaches that they'll bring in with judges, um, or the coaches, whatever you would call them, go back there, and I'm sitting there going, why? Like for example, uh, the past season. Uh, they brought in Christine Chetowicz. Now, I love Christine Chetowicz. Yes. I love her. You know, she's a wonderful Broadway performer. She's not a pop star. You know, you're train. You're trying to train a, a, a performer to be either a country star, a rock star, a pop star, and you're going to use a Broadway star to coach them at? That's two different types of vocals. Yeah. And I, I'm sitting there going, though she's phenomenal, I like it. It's just... Uh-uh. It just didn't match. It, it really just didn't match. And I'm sitting there going, you know, you, like, again, they used Ariana Grande for the recent season. Now, did Ariana Grande really need an, an, a, a guest coach? Did she? Did she really need? They, did they really need? Did <laughs> well, she really I, need I think that? they were trying to fill, you know, I like know, each of them Ariana had Grande one. Ariana Grande but... can sit there and and teach these people what they need to know on their well, own. Yes. So but, could Blake I Shelton mean, and so could Kelly Clarkson and so could um um John Legend. John Legend. Yes. I, I don't like, know why I couldn't So they could all sit there and teach they don't need guests guest jet guest coaches on there. I mean that's T V I guess. I don't I mean that just never I don't know. Sense. But anyway, you know, I think out of all the competition shows that are out there, we only really watch the voice. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of what we're talking about today. Well, the voice here in the States, at least is, um, America's best undiscovered talent that goes head to head on teams led by four of today's biggest musical icons who, you know, they playfully compete against one another while mentoring, 
these inspiring singers in the search of the next superstar voice. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> Never, I really have... Now, some American Idol, I've seen some of the artists that have succeeded, but the voice, I'm still... Yeah, I you know. know. And the thing is, a lot of them really have what it takes. I mean, but... Um... They do. They do. Well, here in the States, his first show was April 26, 2011. Uh, it is an NBC reality show. And in fact, the voice here in the States tapes in the same soundstage at Universal Studios Hollywood that filmed Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park in the 1990s. Mm -hmm. It is the largest soundstage on the lot. And in fact, it is the first soundstage that you see when you get on the tour. That's right, yes. When you get on the tour, we I used to go down that cliff many times and pass that soundstage to uh, go to the gym because the gym was down there and it well, was yes. there, so I would have to go walk through there. But you know, what was interesting is one day when I was going to the gym, and I've told people this before, yeah. that uh, I, w I was talking to one of the, uh, somebody that was doing the show or whatever, and I was asking, and it's like, you know, because some of the people would, re would rehearse outside mm -hmm. and they go, well, technically they're not supposed to. They hmm. don't allow them to rehearse outside of the soundstage. Oh. They have to re rehearse at their hotel or in their green room. They are not allowed to rehearse anywheres near the stage for the audience to hear them. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yes, they've had numerous celebrity guests here in the States, of course, like Shakira, Usher, Blake Shelton, Kelly Clarkson, of course, Ariana, we just talked about, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Hudson, uh, Gwen Stefani, Alicia Keys, and of course, Adam Levine. Yeah. It is a worldwide competition show. Yes. Very famous worldwide. And that's why we are talking today, because today, the recent winner of The Voice in Holland yes. is with us today. He is a big supporter in the LGBTQ community and a worldwide messenger of mental awareness yes yes mm -hmm. yes he's got a wonderful story he was born in the netherlands and he is he is he has fans even here in the united states in fact yes one of his fans actually was the one who introduced us to him and uh made this opportunity possible not only for him but for us as well mm -hmm. and so that just goes to show how powerful fans are yes and you know um i know danny is very appreciative of his fans just as much as we are very appreciative of our fans because we have a lot of those experiences ourselves mm -hmm. that fans will go reaching out to other people and other thing other corporations and then we get these mir miraculous calls so yes. yeah i can't talk anymore but you know but, uh, but yes, we are talking about Danny. Yes, yes. Yes. So Danny, the recent winner of The Voice Holland, is with us today. So we're going to give him a quick chat. So sit back, relax. Danny is coming up. Hi, I'm Cammie, and I want to tell you about one of the most amazing places in the world, Give Kids the World Village. It's a magical place where kids with critical illnesses come from all over the world for one amazing week. They get to visit Central Florida's coolest theme parks, celebrate at nightly parties, and enjoy delicious meals. And it doesn't cost them a thing. To learn more about how this magical place works and how you can help, visit GiveKidsTheWorld.org. 
Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly recommendation. SpaNirvana.com is the website. You can go to ChrisandWill.com for the link as well. Spa Nirvana, 811 Court Street, Clearwater, Florida, 33756. Call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. Chris and Will here, introducing you to connect yourself to the talent you didn't know you had. Join us as we highly recommend this fantastic art studio. Drawings, smartphone photography, oil paintings, and more are waiting for you to learn, create, and connect at the Audelier School of Art. They have classes from pre-K to adult courses. You can take your courses either in person at their studio in Royal Oak, Michigan, or do what we're doing and take them online via Zoom. For more information or to register for your course today, go to audelierart.studio or you can go to chrisandwill.com for the link. Audelier School of Art is waiting just for you. Contact them today. I miss cooking and I definitely miss feeding you. I'm Chef Blythe Beck, and I'm going to change all of that. I am offering in-home cooking classes. That's right, we are cooking via Zoom. From coast to coast, north to south, east to west, we are reuniting families, loved ones, kids, couples, you name it, we're cooking about it. Any cuisine, any time of the day, you just let me know. Let's get in our kitchen, let's cook together, and let's love on each other. It's a great way to stay connected while socially distancing. I can't wait to cook with you and your family. Go to theblythebeck.com for details. We are honored to welcome the Voice Holland's winner, Danny. First of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. I really appreciate it. <laughs> of course, of course, that's my pleasure. Yeah. I am uh, actually, I, I think it's super interesting how I got here. It's all because of one fan that just uh, saw me on TV because, of course, I'm from the Netherlands. So that's quite. Um, I know. Far away. So it feels super surreal, actually, to do it. I think it's super cool. So, uh, yeah, yes. it's my pleasure. Yes. yes. Well, actually, let me ask you, do you do you talk to her at, at all? Or have you actually met her? Um, I haven't. I haven't met her. Um, she does send me DMs uh, on the daily uh, <laughs> and emails <laughs> as well on the daily, uh, almost yeah. hourly. Um, uh -huh. but uh, yeah it's 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 amazing that somebody uh, wants to support me so much uh 
that idea is still a little bit weird to me because I mean, six months ago I was still on a student loan and I was still studying law. And yeah. now I have a super fan, <laughs> which is yes. quite, in, quite intimidating sometimes, but also really cool if I think about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to agree because, you know, we've been doing this for, well, the show's only been on for a couple of years, but we've been working in Hollywood for uh, quite a long time. And we are still not used to the fandom at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. We are, especially the ones that uh, show up at places that you're at and you meet That's them in scary. person. Yes, it is. It is because we're like, uh, who are you? And they're like, oh, I listened to your show. And it's like, oh, well, well, thank mm-hmm. you for listening to your show. And and so I do agree. It's take some time to get used to. But um, yeah. You know, but yeah, hey. it's always a bit. Um, I'm normally I wear glasses for like distance, but uh, I just always find them quite inconvenient, so I never actually wear them. But it feels a bit weird because so many people have seen me, of course, here in the Netherlands on TV, and so it kind of feels like a one-sided friendship. Uh, yeah, but I've never seen them before, so I guess I, I I fully understand what you mean. But sometimes it's when somebody says my name and they shout at you or they scream at you, it sounds so familiar. Uh-huh. And I think that I know them, then, oh, that's my friend. And then when I'm one meter close to them, then I'll realize, yeah. oh, wait, I have no clue who you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially the ones that show up at places when you're going to the oddest of places exactly, yeah. and they show up at those places and they're there. And you're like, OK, this is really odd. It's like, for example, um, we went to eat at McDonald's, which we rarely do, but we go, went to go to McDonald's and we went to eat, we were eating at McDonald's and a fan showed up and asked us if yeah. we were who we were. And we're like, yes, we are. And it was just like, okay, this is odd. I don't think I want to meet my <laughs> fandom at McDonald's. But, but you know. it was <laughs> kind of interesting, though, because they're like, they went into all this stuff and we're like, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, All right. So crazy. Yeah. So crazy. It always feels a bit awkward in these, especially at those places. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. <laughs> so for all of our fans out there, uh, you got you won the voice in Holland. I think what everybody wants to know, because I'm sure it's done the same way here in the States as it is over there. Tell me, what was the process like? to uh, well first of all what made you want to go audition and go through all that to get on the voice and what was that process like um good question um i actually applied the year before as well for the voice of holland um Uh because i've i've always had a big interest in singing i've been doing musical theater when i was young um so music has always been a big part of me I've, i've studied musical theater as well um so uh, I, it was always a part of me, but I was always a bit um, afraid, I would say, because I don't necessarily like my own voice. Um, really? It's oh. a thing called, I think it's called the vocal dysmorphia. It, it, I've kind of come to accept it now. I, I'm, I will say more that my voice is not my own taste. Uh, I can hear right. through it now and I can hear that I can sing properly and that I have good techniques. I know that now, but... Uh-huh. Um, it's not my own taste, I would say, uh, which can sometimes make you quite insecure. So when I applied for yeah. it, you have all these pre-auditions. I think in Holland, in America, it's, it must be a lot bigger. But here in Holland, you have around 3,000 people auditioning, I believe. And then there are only 100 people allowed to go actually on the TV audition, on the blind audition. 
So uh -huh. um, uh, the majority of falls falls off. So you have all these different rounds, and you have to send in songs from a list that they send, and then uh, of songs that you choose yourself. And I have a relatively low voice. So um, when I got the list, I was like, oh, no, I cannot do this. No, I'm out. Goodbye. I'm going to make a fool of myself. If this is already uh -huh. hard, too hard for me, then the rest is not going to work either. So I actually quit. And then oh, um, oh. one year later, I was with uh, my ex-boyfriend. <clears throat> and uh, he actually said, come on, just, just do it already. And my mom has always been super supportive as well. And then on uh -huh. Valentine's Day, I wanted to surprise him. So I told him, like, okay, babe, I uh, I applied. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. And basically, every round, I had the same struggle. And I was like, oh, it sounds terrible. I hate this. Uh -huh. um, and I actually also wanted to cancel on the blind audition, but I didn't. Um, and then I won. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's great. That is great. That's well, amazing. Just when you're talking about that, I I can really feel what you're going through on that. Because it's sort of like like you're getting in your own way but then when you step out of it you're like oh my gosh wow there's more to this and then obviously you won the you won the voice in holland so that's 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 astounding yeah yeah it's it, it's still a little bit surreal uh for the last couple of months because it has been such a roller coaster because um I mean, nobody knows you and then all of a sudden two months later you're like hot topic basically um yeah. which is a, a super weird feeling um, it's also been interesting that I actually I find being on stage really I'm really comfortable there I, I don't really get nervous or insecure I'm just like the vocabulary that I have um, are the lyrics of the song so I don't really have time or, or, or energy to think or worry about something else but as soon as it's before or after I'm like oh, did I do a terrible job how was it oh I'm gonna fail like it's really something that happens rather off stage than on stage so a yes. lot of people didn't really notice it when I was uh, performing, which is thankfully a, a strength, I guess. Um, well, I'm well you know, the one thing about uh, uh, in Hollywood and in this business period is that we all share together. A lot of people ask us this question, and it's, do you go back and watch your own performance? Yes. It's like, no, I do not. <laughs> and they're mm -hmm. like, why? That would be so awesome. And it's like, because you you are your worst critic when you uh -huh. watch yourself and so the only way you're going to be really successful is to avoid all that criticism that you're going to give yourself and the critics personally because it's like um you know you are you when you get on that stage and performance and you have all these different people that are telling you if you suck or not so mm -hmm. you know you don't want the general public or yourself <clears throat> to tell you that so it's normal that feeling is definitely normal mm -hmm. so you went into the voice you you went through the numerous challenges that you had to go through and what is the most memorable experience on that show that you could tell us oh i think that would be the battle that i did um i did a battle with uh, hanin uh, and hanin is a syrian refugee uh -huh. and um so i got to sing with her uh partly in english and partly in arabic as well with her um, uh -huh. which I really enjoyed. It was it was super cool. My audition was also half in Arabic. It's because I used to do volunteering with refugees, mostly LGBT refugees, was mo but most of them turned out to be from the Middle East. Uh -huh. um, and I've always had a huge interest in Middle Eastern culture. So it was really lovely that I could have a battle with a girl that is actually from that area. And we could, yeah, it was just really cool. Because oh, nice. I mean, I'm, I'm queer myself. 
So her being from a country that could either be, you know, she was Druze herself, which is a branch of Islam. Um, and then I'm a very, very gay. <laughs> uh, it was really cool that us, we would just, we, we hang out and we loved each other and we really enjoyed each other's company. And we also, we made something really beautiful out of it. So I think that for me is the most precious, I would say. And she's still a, a pretty good friend till this day. Very nice. Really cool. Yes. Very, very nice. Now, which song was it that you, you guys battled? Uh, we sang Hello from Adele. Uh, yes. It was a mashup with Kifak Enta. Yes, I we saw that yes, on we did. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we did. Yeah. Yes. yes. A lot of those performances, believe it or not, are on YouTube. Uh-huh. So that's that's where we were able to see a lot of your your own um, styles because of course we can't watch the uh, the voice Holland over here. Yeah, true. So you know, so thankful for YouTube and and they were great. They it was a phenomenal performance. Oh yes. I mean, so yes, I can see how you guys. Yes, oh yes, of yes, course. I can see how yes. you guys attached <laughs> with it. So. Let's let let's talk a little bit about your your backstory a little bit because mm-hmm. um, you know one of the things that we learned about you is your uh, dramatic situation and with you and your um, you know your significant other or your boyfriend at that time I think and mm-hmm. you know kind of tell me first of all kind of tell me how you guys kind of met and you know were there any signs of of his condition and and kind of tell our fans a little bit about that story um all right so um i met azad about two years ago it was uh, yeah it's not exactly two years ago um mm-hmm. and it was actually quite funny because the reason why we started talking with each other was uh, was because we have the same ex uh oh. my first ever boyfriend um was actually a syrian guy and that's why i started to have this interest in the middle east because of him uh-huh. Um, I really, I didn't really have a long relationship with him. It was the first and the shortest and it didn't mean that much, but it did leave quite an impression on me. Um, uh-huh. and then about, yeah, one and a half, maybe two years later, um, Azad, the, that's his name, um, messaged me on Instagram and, uh, I just thought he was super handsome. So I followed him <laughs> back, of course. Yes. Um, and we talked a little bit. I, I remember that I was in the bus going to Berlin with a friend, uh, because, <laughs> From Amsterdam to Berlin takes about eight hours with the bus. So um, uh-huh. that's uh, in Europe, everything is quite close in the north. So um, uh-huh. I went with the bus to Berlin and I was texting with him and he asked me some personal questions about what to do, how to get over people and whatever. And I thought it was a bit weird because I didn't know him. Um, yeah. But I kind of felt sorry for him. So I said, you know what, let's just... Uh, and then he told me that he has the same ex as I uh, and, and that he was quite devastated from it. So I said, you know what, let's have a drink. Uh, maybe I can help you and tell you about some things that you shouldn't be doing because uh, I was quite destroyed from that first relationship. So maybe don't do what I did because it's not right. really that handy. Uh, and then we met and we actually really liked each other. I, he was way more handsome in real life than on the picture. <laughs> I think was possible. Yeah, he was super uh-huh. hot. Um, and then, yeah, we uh, we talked, we laughed, we kissed, and he, he didn't really speak that that much. He, we, we were speaking English with each other, um, but his English wasn't really, well, it was pretty much non-existent, let's just say that. Yeah. Um, so it was quite a hassle, but it, always, it also makes things a lot more romantic, I would say. Right, um, yeah. And, uh, and maybe even a little bit pure, but you can also not really see somebody's intelligence when you have a, a language barrier. 
you cannot really see what they actually mean because they don't have the resources to tell you that. So it's right. quite a waiting game to see how smart somebody is. Um, and uh, well, it took a while and we, uh, we were actually quite okay together. And I noticed after the voice um, that I wasn't really happy with where we were going and what we were doing. I, I noticed that he was falling more and more in love with me and I was falling lesser and lesser in love with him. I mean, I loved him, of course, if somebody doesn't uh -huh. just go out of your heart. But um, yeah, it was just a bit like, okay, I think I think I need something else. So um, I broke up with him and then, uh, but we decided to still be friends. So we were still texting and calling. Mm -hmm. And I actually made a song about our breakup, um, which is going to be released soon, probably. I'm, I'm not, I cannot really say any dates yet, but right. it's going to be the first song I'll be releasing that I wrote myself. Um, and it was quite personal. I sent it to him and he liked it and he uh, said it was beautiful and kind and honest. And um, and then a couple of hours later, he just sent me the weirdest text message and I didn't understand it. So I showed it to my mom and um, she said, you know, what? do you want to go there? Uh, maybe we should check it out because it's it, it just doesn't this feels weird. Um, yeah. So we went to uh, to Amsterdam and we went to check in his house and he didn't open the door. So we had to wait for a friend to have the key. And that's the moment where we found him as well. Um, wow. So that was the, kind of the last, uh, at the, at, that was our last day that we, yeah, that, that was it. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so how did you personally overcome that? And what would, what advice would you give to individuals that uh, are, are kind of headed <clears throat> down that path? Um, Oh, uh, sorry, maybe I, I didn't understand it. Do you mean uh, to people who are struggling with these dark thoughts or people who have experienced a loss like this? Uh, a little bit of both. You can answer okay. a little bit yeah. of both. Uh -huh. um, I would say to people who have experienced loss, something that really helped me is, I, I mean, I went through everything with my mom. We, we found him together. So the, it's really nice to share that with someone and uh -huh. to fall back on. Um, I think also the one thing that really ha helped me overcome it quite fast because it's six months ago and of course I still get sad from it, but um, I do think that the way I coped it was quite healthy. It's I never blamed myself. I've never felt responsible for it. Um, uh -huh. I will never feel responsible for it either. I do understand that me breaking up with him may, can could have does make him a bit more sad. Um, yeah. But it should never be a reason to for someone to end his life. Um, uh -huh. If that is, it means that it's a really unhealthy relationship and it's a really codependent relationship and that isn't good for either. Right. So I I think that helped me a lot that I didn't feel responsible for it um, and that I could share it with, with my mom. Um, I think that that was the best. And just talking about it, we we both had the same... We were both on the same wavelength, let's just say that, that after two weeks we would both have, hey, do you also have this the last couple of days? And then three months later we would still be like, hey, this week I've been thinking more about him. Do you have that too? So it was really nice to check in on each other like that. Yeah. Um, right. Although it was mostly my mother checking in on me though, because she is uh, taking yeah. care of me more than I am her. Um, yes. Mother's love. Mother's <laughs> love. Yeah, of course. Nothing beats <laughs> that, right? Um, yes. And uh, I would say to people who are struggling with these thoughts, um, there is, I don't know if this is some, something in American culture, I don't think so, but um, there is, for a lot of people, for some reason, there is a big taboo around mental health. Um, 
and, and to talk to talk about how you're feeling and talking about where these feelings are coming from is for some reason for I think there's also maybe a little bit of a generation issue maybe I'm not sure but I uh-huh. feel like um, there's a lot of people who don't feel comfortable enough talking about this especially men especially straight men actually um, yeah and um, it is there is really nobody's gonna find you less beautiful or less um, lovely or um, if you are struggling mentally um it is draining for people around you but uh that's their decision and uh, i'm pretty sure that when you tell the people around you you've already made your way into the into those hearts anyway so they will do it with love for you you know to support you it's not something that is a decision to be made it's just something that happens naturally when you love someone so i agree i would say don't be afraid and just talk about it and uh and really seek help because saying I don't feel well every once in a while is not going to cut it. It's not going to do anything for not nobody. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Well, you know, uh, you were saying about how if it is taboo here in the States. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. It totally is. Unfortunately, um, I, I don't know if I would say I hate to say it or not, but unfortunately, our government uh, doesn't really believe that uh, we have a mental illness problem in this country. And we totally do. So it gets yeah. ignored mm-hmm. uh, more than you can imagine. Funding goes nowhere. So we are actually, the states are very short-staffed on psychiatrists and therapists because there's no funding for them. And there's mm-hmm. so much need for it that they get overworked. And so so it's a big, big, big problem here in, in this country. Yeah. You know, and it gets just worse because you wouldn't, when a person doesn't feel like that they have a safe house to go to or support system to go to, then they look at their the options that they think are the last options, which are not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, we all just like with you are trying to change that yes. and trying to, you know, push our own government to, to see that this is an issue. This is a problem mm-hmm. and it needs to be addressed. And, you know, yeah. I. I I think saving lives is a lot more important than almost than fixing a pothole in a in a road, you uh-huh. know. But, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I find that super interesting uh, or fascinating from the states because, um, well, I mean, almost everybody in Europe kind of looks up to to the states. I would say in a certain way. Um, uh-huh. I think that's mostly because all of the movies and the series that we see are from this, the U.S. So we kind of get americanized i would say maybe I yes think i would yes. know a lot a lot more about americans than they would know about europe or about amsterdam specifically where i'm from very um, true and i find it super interesting to see that it's something that almost everyone looks up to like oh the us that's like you know super powerful super uh, that's where all the stars are from but at the same time there's such um oh i don't know the word for it it's such a um at the same time there are so many people that don't have health insurance for example like i i find yes. that super contrasting or something that's so i i cannot even imagine how that must be um well yeah, it's so i mean if there's already not enough attention for like physical um you know physical attention like health insurance of course mental is gonna become even later even though physical and mental beings are equally yes. as important yes agreed mm-hmm. agreed yeah. and you know the thing of it is it the people in this country are the ones that are actually pushing for the better life it's mm-hmm. unfortunately it's our politicians that are arguing the point on getting us to that that section of we need to improve 
um, you know, and it's not just in the medical field. A lot of it's in the educational field as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the funding and the funding system for the schools in this country are very low to minimal. And, you know, I, I think our issue is, is sometimes we don't, uh, as a nation, I think, uh, we don't see our priorities the way they should be seen. And mm-hmm. I think if we focused our priorities on what we need to focus them on, then, you know, we can uphold that image that the world sees. But uh, yeah. pers- personally here, it's it's so much different. It It's, you know, it is a constant fight to to get through some of these issues because we all have so many different opinions and we all have so many indifferences that it we can't find a compromise. It's very hard to find that compromise sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, and that's just my opinion. I know there'll be quite a few people that would disagree with me on that point, but you know, the and thing of it, right. yeah, and they do yeah. and they do. But the thing <clears> of it is, is I think a lot of people, especially our friends and stuff, we've all dealt with somebody that has, had a mental illness and has mm-hmm. uh, taken their life. So we have personally gone through those experiences and mm-hmm. we know how they are. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's easier for us to make that difference to try to help someone else instead of relying on a resource that is supposed to be there in, instead of, you know, um, and, and, and when they're not, you know what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I yes. think as well, the work ethic in the U.S. from what I've at least from what I've been told so far is it's Americans are extremely hardworking uh, and they make extremely long days as well. It's almost like there's no um, like regulation regulation or something for making sure that you can actually, you know, work for a, a maximum of eight hours uh, and still get paid this, you know, like Americans work yeah. really, really hard and uh, for long hours and long days as well. Um, which I find interesting because, um, for example, if you look at uh, mental illness, as we say, um, if you look at depression, it's kind of about um, like what has happened to you. It's more like a trauma response. Yes. But for example, mm-hmm. a burnout is more that you just have, have you refuse to love yourself for, for a yeah. little bit too long. And now your body's paying that price. Wow. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. That's so that's insane to me. And I've heard that a lot of Americans are struggling with this. Like a lot of people are in a burnout. Well, um, I will say, just, yeah, uh, I will say, sorry. Yeah, I will say there is a regular, there are regulations in place. They're not mm-hmm. great regulations. Um, you know, some states are different. Uh, every state has a different law as far as uh, employment mm-hmm. is concerned. Um, the nation as a whole has a standard, but every state has its own standard. So you have mm-hmm, the federal, yeah. you have, yeah, you have the federal laws and then each state is governed with their own laws. So mm-hmm. that it's that state's laws that makes the difference. And the, and for example, some states are union states and some states are not. So the union mm-hmm. states have better regulations as far as how long a person can be working and uh, so forth. Whereas the non-union states really don't. They have them in place, but it's up to the company to decide how they want to work their employees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, so it it's there, but it's it's just it's just a it's an indifferent system. Again, it's very mm-hmm. much an indifferent system. And I do agree. It burns people out a lot. Yeah. And since COVID, um, a lot of companies have come back and they're overworking their team. 
And it's worse now than oh, yeah. I think it was before COVID uh-huh. because yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, it now the mentality is the way employers are doing it is basically just be thankful you have a job, period. And that yeah. and everything else don't matter. And and so yeah, I agree. I agree. But in any mm-hmm. sense, let's let's go back into uh you a little bit. We could talk hours yes. about the differences <laughs> of, of of this country. It's a great country, as I would say, but you know, uh like with any part of the world, we have some we have our off keys and, you know, we have our good, good ways and then we have our bad ways. So, you know, it's, yeah, of course. it's normal. But <clears throat> so what what has happened since since you've won The Voice? You know, I know it's changed your life, obviously, with the fandom. But how has it changed your life personally? And, you know, I don't know if you've had time to really go out into the public and perform. But um, how, how will you plan to deal with that when that comes around? Um. Yeah, I've, um, I mean, it has changed my life completely because uh, I stopped studying. Um, now I am a full-time musician. Uh, uh-huh. So that that feels incredible to say out loud. Uh, yes, um, yes. And uh, I'm busy with music every day. So I'm, I try to write a little bit every day. Um, I played a little bit of piano before, but I thought maybe I'll just use this time that Corona has given us to uh, practice uh, the piano a bit more, practice guitar a bit more. I don't really, uh-huh. ne- I would never call myself a pianist, but now I can at least write a lot easier because I just know chords a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, so um, I've been doing that mostly. I've, I've mostly been writing. I'm trying to make an EP or an album. I'm trying to fill it with music that has happened, about, that is mostly about my, my ex-partner. Um, uh-huh. And then from that moment on, I kind of want to, continue with some more up-tempo music with some more I, I would like to make it a little bit more a little bit less blue let's just say it like that um, yes it has more color a little bit more up-tempo. yeah exactly yeah 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 and I have to see a little bit how that's going to be because um, usually I I mean I don't like pop I, I really do like pop music but I also feel like um, a lot of pop music kind of misses its um, necessity I would like to say yes like yes. It, it misses its urge I think a ballad, if you would listen to, let's say, an Adele, every word that she say, says is, is crucial, kind of. Yes. Um, and, but there's a lot of songs on the radio, although the melody is nice. I'm like, but what are we talking about? Like, are exactly. We really, yeah. Are we really going to say alcohol five, ta- five times in a row in a call? <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not really like, I'm not really that person. Yes. Uh, but I want to experiment a little bit more with that. Um because I do want to make some happy tunes as well. <laughs> I love that you say that because to me that shows you are, are a real musician. You know, like um, Chris and I, we grew up with um, 80s and 90s music. And we love all genres of music. You know, um, particularly I love um, love songs. You know, mm-hmm. and those were the songs that, you know, every lyric, every piece of music, even down to, you know, every instrument they all come together to give you this exactly. experience and it means so much. And when you were talking about that, it that's exactly it. So I love yeah. that. No, I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. So I yeah, have so, to ask, um, so I, no, really quick, I, I, when you're talking about that, I have to ask, do you know who um, Anastasia is? Um, yes, the, the name does ring a bell. Absolutely. Uh, yes. I'm sitting here with my mother, I actually. Anastasia, we know her, right? Yes, with the square uh, glasses. Yes. With the square yes. glasses. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. 
We yeah, love. Oh, um, so, so hi, mom. How are hi. you? Hi. <laughs> Just saying, hi, mom. How are you? <laughs> she's well. <laughs> um, she's also my manager, by the way. So we're, we're oh, doing that, together. Yeah. Yeah. Is she's that a manager. Who I've been talking? Is that who I've been talking to? Yes. Yes. That yes. is. True. Okay. Oh well, good. It's always been fun going back and forth uh, with her. It's all I, even though our schedules are never right on top because I keep forgetting mm-hmm. you guys' time zone, um, and you know, so I don't always get to her replies right away. But uh, but yeah, that's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we've known Anna for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually met Anna in. 2009. Yeah, 2009. It was at West Hollywood. Yes, 2009 in West Hollywood. And uh, we've stayed connected for a very long time. And the reason I say that is, um, you know, you guys should make some magic and and maybe talk to Anna and see if you guys can do a song together. That would be awesome. Oh, my goodness. That would be incredible. That would be awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that would be. She is a magnificent woman if you ever get to meet her. She is so much fun. She will be your best friend forever. I promise you. <laughs> cool. Yes, oh, I yes. would love that. Damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So who would you say your inspiration was as, or is as far as music? Um, I, actually, I always find that a really difficult question. A lot of people always ask that. Um, I find it quite hard. I think I just take a little bit from, from multiple artists um the things that resonate with me and just create my own of it i would say yes um, but still everything is still a little bit fresh so i'm still trying trying to create my own uh style but i would say the most prominent what what you could hear in my music is i think a mixture of adele and sam smith ah. I that kind of uh, i really like the instruments that adele uses it's very sober it's very minim- minimalistic yes um and um, but the style of singing is more like a, a jazz style almost. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but then you have Sam Smith, and Sam Smith is is like I don't know if you if you say this in English, timbre, like his his uh-huh. tone. I would say the color of his voice sounds very yeah. classical. But yes. the music that he makes uh, sounds super electronic. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to make a little bit of a mixture of that. I kind of want to play around with that. I think that I have relatively the same color voice as Sam Smith, only uh-huh. he sings way higher than I do. But I think we're like in the same color spectrum, I would say. Um, oh, nice. So I think those yes. are my two biggest inspirations, I would say. But I, uh, I, I, okay, I do have one huge vocal crush on this guy, and that's because I will never sound like him. And that's Mitch Grassy <laughs> from Pentatonix. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Every time he opens my mouth, uh, in my mouth, my mouth, he opens <laughs> his mouth. Can you imagine him opening my mouth? No, but yeah. every time <laughs> he opens his mouth, I get like an eargasm. I don't know how he does it, but everything that comes out of him is so beautiful and yes. so special. He has the most unique voice I've ever heard. Um, yes. I'm absolutely in love with him. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we know of him. Yeah. Um, that's a great group. Don't you just yeah. love it when he opens your mouth as well? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but you know what? We could go down that direction, but I'd probably get canceled because it would be X-rated. But that would be for a private conversation, you know. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, oh no, oh you're fine. No, you're, you're fine. You're, you're fine. But uh, no, absolutely, I totally agree. And uh, well, let's just put it to you this way: he dresses very well. Yes. He look, yes. You know, it's not just Starlight his vocals. Gone. He is a phenomenal. Per- he looks great. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, I, I've all I've had a crush on him, but I would have to say my biggest crush I've always had is uh adam lambert yep. i can't i yep. don't know why oh. adam lambert i think it's because yeah. of the way he dresses he's a bad boy yeah and he just that bad boy look is just wow okay all right yeah you know right. i i think i've i when i first heard of him wait i didn't he became second in idols right yes yeah yes or, i believe yeah I, that kind of flew over so i think i was maybe 12 or 13 or something when that happened i don't know what year he won and uh-huh. i saw him i think on glee as well um in like the last maybe the last season or something of glee he was one of like a student at a at a, uh, at the, the i don't know at the university they were studying and he had some songs and uh-huh. then I fully understood what everybody saw in him because I think when he was in the finals of Idols, he was just such a young. I didn't even yes. know who he was, but then I saw the fully developed artist in Glee, and I was like, okay, yeah, I get this. And then Ghost Town <laughs> came on as well here in the Netherlands, uh-huh. uh, was quite high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's super cool. He's very cool. Yep, yep. That's a good win. Yeah, vocals. Like- yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So you have this that you have the new single. I don't know if it's the song that that we have heard. I won't say it, but uh, you you don't have. So will it be out 2022? Do you know, or can you not say that either? Um, it is the plan. Yes, um, I'm still talking. I think I can be quite transparent about this because I have never seen any papers that says that I'm not allowed to. So <laughs> I will just. <laughs> Uh, be transparent. Um, yeah, so it's the plan to release a song, but I'm. It's kind of dear to my heart, so I kind of want to keep it a little bit and maybe release it with some other songs, um, yeah. rather than just a single. But that's still we're still talking about this. So it is the plan 2022. When I don't I don't know yet, and also don't know if it's going to be in conjunction. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly with other songs or gotcha. if it's yeah. going to be a single on its own. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, does the Netherlands or does Holland do like a a voice tour like they kind of do here in the States where they get all the contestants together and they do a show, a big arena show together? Do they do that? Um, I wish. I really wish. I think we used to do that when we had Idols and X Factor here. I think they used uh-huh. to do that because then like the whole country was watching and uh, it was really something. I would say maybe when I was like five or six. Uh, that would happen a lot but with uh, the voice no not even since the first season the first season in all of the world um of the voice was in the netherlands it's a Dutch creation but it's never happened like that like the the u.s is really like blown up and made it a lot more um bombastic can i say that or or yes yes. or something so um we don't. Also, I have to say a thing about Dutch people. We're very, very, very sober people, like down to earth. We don't really care uh-huh. that much about things. So we're not really like super fans isn't also something that really occurs in the Netherlands, I would say. <laughs> um, so like touring through the country, I don't think that w- that would get too much, um, too much uh, people, I would say. I- I'm not sure about that. Uh-huh. We had one show here in, a- in an arena, but because of Corona, we were the only ones there. So I yeah. can say that I performed in one of the biggest arenas of the Netherlands. 
but oh. was, it was with seven other people <laughs> and that was all nobody was well they got a very it. intimate performance yes so it, it and it was seven other contestants <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. so uh, it was funny. just us basically and one camera uh, but it was super cool to do it was amazing to stand there i hope next time i will be able to stand there but then full but that's yeah. gonna take some years i would say We've watched The Voice quite a few times, mm-hmm. and we've seen multiple hosts that go in and out, mm-hmm. or multiple judges go in and out, I should say. Coaches. Coaches, yes. yes. And uh, But she has by far, I think this cast has been the most entertaining cast. I agree, cast yes. The entire, Absolutely, yeah. They, they are just going right off of each other with laughter. It's just, it, it's a good show. It's a very, very good yes. show. And mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you a good, uh, I'll tell you a little Hollywood secret. Um, the Voice is filmed in a soundstage here in at Universal Studios Hollywood in California, mm-hmm. and that soundstage is actually the same soundstage that they filmed Jurassic Park in. Oh so it's, wow! It's got a lot of mega history in that soundstage. It's mm-hmm. the largest soundstage at Universal. So cool. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Goal to to one day come up there. I was actually a plan of mine to go to LA for a month to work on an album. Uh-huh. Still, it is a, a bit of a plan, but um, but with COVID, kind of just has a tendency to ruin every plan or every dream That's, you have. So, uh, oh, I know. Well, you know, you should plan for. You should plan next year because Adele's doing a residency at Las Vegas. Yes. Oh. Yes, yeah, she's doing nonstop weekends in March, I think. Yeah. So uh, over at Caesar's <coughs> Palace, I think in Las Vegas. Oh, that's so. super cool. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's also yes. still in the bucket list. I've only been to New York once and I was absolutely in love with the. I actually, I really, really like Americans. I don't know if I can just, it's a generalization, <laughs> I would say, but I feel like the people are so much less bland. Um, uh-huh. I think everyone is really, really colorful. I don't know. I don't know if it's in the food. I don't know if it's in the culture <laughs> or something. I don't know what's up. But well, so much more outgoing, I would say. Well, thank you. Um, yes. It's in the alcohol. It's plainly in the alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you would look at, for example, reality TV or something here in the Netherlands, it would kind of be, um, it's almost a bit boring because we're so, I don't really know how to proper, I, I think it would be kind of, if you're in a reality TV show, most of the Dutch people would think like, okay, I'm just going to behave because it's only for two weeks. And then when the cameras yeah. are off, then I never have to talk to these people again. So, and it doesn't really make for good TV. And then right. when you go to, let's say, Married at First Sight US or something, then immediately the girl is like, uh, oh, I turned around, he looked at me and I felt like a piece of meat. I don't think <laughs> that it's really like, there's so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just happy he doesn't smell bad. Like you know, it's like really, it's, I, I find it really, really funny. Um, well, yeah. So when I went to New York, I really wanted to see if it was true or not. Like, is this really just a TV personality that everybody gets trained in, or is it really? Are the people just in general more outspoken or more articulate or something? Um, and well, I really did notice that. I would say. Well, I will tell you this. I uh, I worked on a reality show years, years ago. I was a host of a reality show uh, for a network called Style Network that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this to, to answer your truth of it. Uh, reality shows are made for TV. And mm-hmm. it's the cue part of it. So 90, about 95% of the shows, the, sh- the episodes are um, over-dramatized. They're not okay. really a reality, in a sense. 
very few of them are. Um, but uh, yeah, reality television is more like, okay, what's good for TV? That's pretty okay. much the way you see with it. So yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But it's entertainment. It is entertainment. I will give you that. But it's for that purpose, unfortunately. But, Absolutely, uh, especially in the early 2000s. Damn, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Problematic. And yes. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm one yes. here. Yes. I really liked it. Now you're on. Uh, you're on Instagram. Tell tell us where we can find you. I'm uh, on Instagram at Danny Music Official, uh, and Danny is D A N Y. Uh huh. And then you'll probably find it. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, but please check it out. Uh, check some of my music out as well. Um, if you're interested by this talk, I hope so. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yes. It's super cool. <laughs> yes. Well, Danny, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I look forward to doing more stuff with you and having you back whenever your album comes out. Yes. So hopefully. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I would love that. Yes. Yes, because yes, I would love for your record label to release, release it out in the States. I think that... Um, I, I think you could be incredible here in the states, um, you know. So we're we're rooting for you. So. Definitely. Wow. But thank uh, you so much. You're very welcome, and and thank you. So we appreciate you being on the show. We're gonna definitely be in touch, and and uh, mom, you're gonna hear more from me, you know. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing earplugs, but I will say you can ask my with the whole. <laughs> a little snippet in Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, thank you so much, and we wish you all the best, and, and stay well, stay healthy, and we look forward to your 2022 start of stardom. Yes. Thank you guys so much. I really enjoyed this talk as well, and I would love to come back too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. What a wonderful, magnificent guy with a great personality. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you know, I love talking to people overseas from a different parts of the world. Yes. Their personality and their lifestyle is so interesting because it's different than ours. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can't wait to have more conversations with him in the future. You know, maybe meeting sometime when he comes into the States, you know, who knows, right? Yes. Well, we want to thank Danny for coming on our show and giving us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Uh-huh. And go to our official websites at chrisandwill.com, Instagram at chris.and.will, and Facebook at The Real Prince Charmings. We do want to thank all of you guys for joining us and keeping us going. Remember to take care of yourself. We thank you. And remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. But you know, you guys, for now, the Prince Charmings of podcasting say, with all of our great charm, we must go for now. And until the next episode, we love you guys. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is broadcasted on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and other podcast media platforms. Show hosts, Christopher L. Ante and William Ante. Show guest, Danny. Show assistant, Ginger Lutz Ross. Show creative consultant and show introduction voiceover, Tony Ross. Business management, Janet Dickinson Menard. Recorded at the Chris Will Studios in Celebration, Florida. This has been a Chris Will production, distributed by the Cali New York Corporation. Copyright Chris Will Studios 2022. All rights reserved. ChrisandWill.com for brand details. Produced March 2022.